Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature reports, I'll bring you a look at regional and national agricultural news. And the show starts right after this. We're waking up to a new dawn in agriculture, a better way, where farmers stop working the soil and start working with it. At Huma, our carbon-rich, humate-based products improve soil health and fertility, deliver nutrients more efficiently, and reduce crop input costs. Welcome to Humix Solutions with a Human Touch. Visit Huma.us to learn more. Hey, it's Jesse Waters from Fox News Channel. Hope to see you at my Ag Night on November 2nd. It's going to be a night you will not want to miss. After a late season heat wave pummeled their 2022 crop, California walnut growers are much more upbeat about their harvest this year. Favorable growing conditions and increased rainfall have allowed them to produce higher yields and quality nuts that marketers say will be easier to sell. A top concern now is whether buyers who may have gotten used to discounted walnuts are willing to pay more for this year's crop. Don Martin, a San Joaquin County walnut grower and marketer, said pricing at the start of the current marketing year is already 40% higher than where it ended last year. The supply of celery out of California looks good for the next few weeks. The rains from last winter and spring had an impact mainly on their initial plantings this year in Salinas. That according to Casey Mills, Director of Commodity Management for Braga Fresh Family Farms, noting that supply looks similar to last year at this time. The main issue was caused by the inability to get into the wet fields to plant as consistently as needed, resulting in sporadic harvest dates to start the season. In addition to the rain, last winter was extremely cold, which brought on early cedars and plants drastically affecting yields. After they got through those first blocks, supplies normalized a bit. In Salinas, the growing season typically begins around June and runs through mid-December. As for celery demand, orders have steadily increased in the past few weeks as local programs are winding down and customers are now placing a majority of the orders from the Salinas Valley. While the price is similar to last year at this time, market pricing is anticipated to increase by the end of the month and through November. That's in due part to the supply tightening up at that time. Yield loss could become an issue in late October and early November due to fusarium disease affecting the overall market supply situation, according to Mills. Add to that, demand is increasing as Thanksgiving gets closer. This year's Thanksgiving polls should be interesting, and they already have customers looking to lock in volume for that time frame, he says. At this point, they anticipate the celery market to be very active as demand picks up and supply positions in the overall market tighten. Looking ahead, after Salinas wraps up mid-December, production will then transition to the Yuma Imperial Valley winter growing region. California has seen dramatic increases in reservoir levels and surface water supplies as a result of an El Nino weather pattern this year that brought drenching atmospheric river storms. It followed a La Nina pattern that delivered three years of searing drought. But with farmers and ranchers suddenly blessed with ample water supplies, state and federal officials said last week they expect to release water from reservoirs to create more water storage space. That is because of fears of potential severe flooding from a predicted second consecutive El Nino year. The Dairy Council of California, in partnership with Lodi Unified School District, California Foundation for Agriculture in a Classroom, 
and the San Joaquin County Office of Education are introducing a new program called Let's Eat Healthy Together, Explore Dairy. It is a new no-cost resource bringing food education to life, and it is being launched in time to celebrate National Farm to School Month in October. The educational unit invites students to use their senses as they take a journey of food discovery through nutrition, agriculture, and cultural traditions. The educational unit invites students to use their senses as they take a journey of food discovery through nutrition, agriculture, and cultural traditions. The Let's Eat Healthy Together Explore Dairy Unit complements nutrition education and farm-to-school efforts highlighting the local, seasonal, and nutritious dairy food group through tasty pairings with fruits and vegetables. Reconnecting children with where their food comes from and how it reaches a table builds appreciation for the value of food, understanding of the food system, and support for healthy eating patterns. Dairy Council of California Program Manager and Content Developer Tracy Menendez explains further saying that the Let's Eat Healthy Together Explore Dairy Program is an exciting new resource that builds foundational learning experiences for healthy eating patterns. She says it provides positive interaction around food and references USDA's My Plate as a visual reminder to build eating patterns that are varied, balanced, and customizable. It also builds on a value for milk and dairy foods and a healthy, sustainable eating pattern through five lessons that include videos, taste tests, extension activities, and more. It's offered in three grade level adaptations, which are kindergarten to second grade, third to fifth grade, and high school. Each lesson is 20 to 30 minutes with videos, discussion questions, tasting activities, and additional extension activities. For information to order this no-cost resource, visit healthyeating.org front slash explore dairy. California Governor Gavin Newsom has signed a bill mandating an increase in minimum paid sick leave days for workers in the state from three to five per year. Too many folks are still having to choose between skipping a day's pay and taking care of themselves or their family members when they get sick, according to Governor Newsom. He says they're making it known that the health and well-being of workers and their families is of utmost importance for California's future. In addition, the California minimum wage currently at fifteen fifty an hour will increase to $16 as of January 1st. Based in Soldat, California, Bragg of Fresh, home at Josie's Organics, will debut a line of conventional chopped salad kits at the International Fresh Produce Association's show in Anaheim. The new conventional chopped salad kits include six flavors, sweet kale, Caesar, Asian sesame, sunflower crunch, everything, and avocado goddess. The product development team's goal was to start this new product line around six high-demand flavors with ingredient twists that elevate the eating experience. That according to Corey Tuggle, Vice President of Marketing and Product Development. In addition to the new conventional product line, Braga Fresh will showcase its newest organic offerings, which are Josie's Organics Avocado Goddess and Aloha Barbecue Chop Salad Kits, as well as three organic farmer's market favorite salad blends, which include Organic Heirloom Crisp, Organic Bistro Duo, and Organic Sweet Red Butter. The regeneratively grown Josie's Organics Baby Broccoli will also make its trade show debut in Anaheim. The show will run October 19th through the 21st. Driscoll's Board of Directors has elected Soren Bjorn, currently president of Driscoll's of the Americas, as the company's new CEO. He will assume the role in January 2024 and oversee the company's global day-to-day operations. Jay Miles Ryder, the current chairman and CEO of Driscoll's, has announced his plan to retire at the end of the year and become executive chairman of the family-owned company. 
Bjorn joined Driscoll's, the world's berry company, in 2006 and has been involved in nearly every facet of the business over the past 17 years. As a former senior vice president of international business and global technologies, he led business development in Europe, South America, and Australia, as well as global research and development and breeding. He became the leader of Driscoll's business unit in North America in 2013 and was elevated to his current position as president of Driscoll's of the Americas in 2017. Driscoll's berries are beloved by consumers worldwide according to the company, making it one of the top retail grocery brands. As the incoming CEO, Bjorn's priorities are to maintain a company's thriving culture and continue accelerating its global growth. Drawing from his experience leading R&D and innovation, he will also guide the company's efforts to implement new technologies that improve operational efficiencies and ensure the business remains resilient against industry-wide challenges such as climate change. Join us for an unforgettable evening with Jesse Waters, co-host of Fox News at the International Agri Center in Tulare, California. Tickets are extremely limited for this one-night-only experience, and they will sell out. Hey, it's Jesse Waters from Fox News Channel. Hope to see you at my Ag Night on November 2nd. It's going to be a night you will not want to miss. Don't miss your only chance to see Jesse Waters here in the heart of California on November 2nd. Reserve your spot now at myaglife.com forward slash myagnite. The University of California and the Organic Center have been awarded a $2 million grant by the USDA to collaborate on research to help organic orchard growers safely incorporate livestock grazing into their farming practices. The project grant, awarded through the USDA's Organic Agriculture Research and Extension Initiative Research Program, will enable the study to examine how livestock, in this case sheep, can help convert cover crops to fertilizer for orchard crops. The project will involve a multidisciplinary expertise approach on the subject in organic almonds, walnuts, and pistachios, focusing on the San Joaquin and Sacramento Valleys. It will examine the benefits and trade-offs on soil health, pest management, and how to minimize the food safety risks associated with the integration of animals on these systems. Alda Pyers, a UC Cooperative Extension Specialist on the project, said there has been an increased interest in this type of research and how it can benefit the soil health of both organic and conventional crops. So even this is specific for organic producers, we also see, or growers, we also see an interest of these systems in conventional. And, and part of it is uh, the integration of animals have certain benefits and we'll try to assess, I didn't mention before, but what are the cost benefits of this integration in terms of reduction of mechanization, chemical and fuel use, and manual labor that may increase the viability, economic viability of these systems, and that will apply conventional and organic. We know that the, the organic producers are limited by the type of fertilizers they can use, so they cannot use synthetic fertilizers. So it comes, why it's so important the use of biological soil amendments? We call biological soil amendments of animal origin, so composting, manure, and so on. Once you are integrated, uh, so that's that's the, the interest that will benefit not just the organic, but also uh, conventional. So there will be improvements of this integration in terms of biological, physical, and chemical health, carbon sequestration, and water conservation. And we really want to look at what are those uh, benefits in terms of the soil, but not just that, you know, having a cover crop and using um, sheep 
So will be a, a decrease of reducing herbicides, insecticides, and through management of natural uh, vegetation, promotion of cover crop adoption. So instead to have a bare soil, and so will help us to control of erosion and also um, mitigation of other inputs. So redu- reduction of other inputs. A main objective of the project will include studying the food safety risks associated with animals, which Pyre said is the subject that has had very little research until now. So bring animals implies to bring manure, and we know that animals they 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 are reservoirs and certain foodborne pathogens of in, of concern for public health. But there is very little research looking at what those risks of integration of animals in terms of food safety. So this project will allow us to look at that um, and we're doing different crops and help us to, to fill the knowledge gap in terms of the best practice to mitigation the, those food safety risks. She's hoping the project will also develop important new research to help mitigate the destruction of navel orangeworm on almonds and walnuts. So uh, normally uh, the control is through different methods, mechanization, and so on. So try to see what's the effect of grazing on the control of this, this, this pest and um, at the same time providing additional benefits in terms of ecological and, and soil health and weed control. So this is a really integrated project that looks at different aspects that the grower may face and try to see what's the benefits and the, the, the trade-offs in terms of you know, the outcomes we're looking on soil health, pest control, but also cost benefits. The end goal of the four-year study will be to create practical and technical tools that can be utilized by growers, stakeholders, and governmental agencies, says Pyers. There is not just the research component of this project, but also the extension and outreach. And we're working with a a collaborator where we have um, national-wide and statewide activities that will include social media campaign, webinars, and educational sessions, and a final report. So we really want to provide to the industry and the growers uh, some guidelines based on, on science, how to manage better these systems. You can read more about this project by visiting the UCANR newsroom at ucanr.edu news. For My Ag Life, this is Kristen Platts. Smart growers know sustainability means managing pests at the same time they manage other priorities in their fields, which is why smart growers know Certus Biologicals. For more than 20 years, Certus Biologicals has been the world's leader when it comes to biological pesticides, delivering proven solutions that keep operations sustainable and growing. Learn more at CertusBio.com. U.S. agricultural exports will likely meet the USDA forecast. USA Ag News reporter Gary Crawford. As you listen to this story, keep in mind that in real time, the old 2023 fiscal year for ag exports already ended September 30th, but it takes over a month to collect, collate, and publish all the ag trade numbers from around the world. So we've got to wait another month for the total 2023 export number. We do know what USDA has been forecasting for the year, which is 177.5 billion, which would be a 10% decrease from fiscal year 2022. This from USDA economist and trade tracker Bart Kenner. So after 11 months of the fiscal trading year, where are we? Currently we're at $166 billion, so we've got $11.5 billion to go to make that forecast. 
Now, considering that in August alone, we sold $12.5 billion worth. So with a decent sales month in September, Bart says we should make that forecast of $177.5 billion, maybe more. That would not be a surprise to be above that number. It wouldn't. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. NARA, the North American Renderers Association, has released an infographic on organics recycling and how recycling food waste with rendering creates value and ensures sustainability. The graphic is an educational tool for those who may not be familiar with the rendering process and the sustainability and economic benefits of rendering food waste. With the passing of Senate Bill 1383 in California in 2022, which requires local governments to collect and recycle organic waste, NARA felt it was critical to release this information publicly. Roughly 50% of a meat animal is considered inedible by North Americans. This leaves a lot of leftover material that would end up in landfills and increase greenhouse gas emissions. By diverting this organic meat from landfills and sending it to rendering facilities, it ensures this otherwise wasted material, as well as used cooking oil, is safely, hygienically, and sustainably processed into safe and clean rendered material for use in new products. The graphic is available on the NARA website. This week has been National School Lunch Week, and USA's Economic Research Service is out with new data about the program's success. USA's National School Lunch Program served 4.9 billion lunches in fiscal year 2022 and about 228.9 billion lunches since 1971. Any student in a participating school can get a National School Lunch Program lunch. Typically, students may be eligible for either a free, reduced price, or a full price lunch depending on their household's income. Compared with the previous years, a higher share of the lunches were served for free at a reduced price in fiscal years 2020 through 2022. This was in large part because of USDA's waivers during the COVID-19 pandemic, allowing for meals to be provided free of charge to all students. The onset of the pandemic interrupted the operations of many schools, disrupting the provision of lunches through the NSLP. In response, USDA allowed schools to serve free meals through the Summer Food Service Program or the Seamless Summer Option. Registration is open for the 105th American Farm Bureau Federation Convention, which will take place in Salt Lake City, Utah. The theme is New Frontiers. Farm News reporter Chad Smith has more. The American Farm Bureau's 2024 convention is January 19th through the 24th in Salt Lake City, Utah. Nikki Jones, director of event marketing for Idea Ag, talks about what attendees can expect in 2024. Well, attendees will get unique insights on the policies and perspectives that will affect farms, ranches, and agribusinesses in 2024. There will be inspiring keynote speakers, an innovative trade show event, and exclusive ag industry workshops. Attendees will walk away prepped for the year ahead in agriculture. She says there are a lot of reasons farmers and ranchers should attend the convention. Attendees can expect to be educated and inspired by the workshops at convention. We're hosting 20 workshops on industry issues presented by ag experts from across the country. Workshops are exclusive to convention attendees only, and topics range across four tracks, public policy rural development, member engagement, and consumer engagement. Also, don't forget the opportunities available to tour Salt Lake City and the state of Utah with the Ag Tours. Jones talks about how farmers and ranchers can get more information and sign up online. You can go to annualconvention.fb.org to learn more about the event. There's a link to registration from the website or members are encouraged to contact their state farm heroes for additional details. Once again, that's annualconvention.fb.org. Chad Smith, Washington. 
The United Nations World Food Program is deeply concerned by the rapidly deteriorating situation in Israel and Palestine. As the conflict intensifies, civilians, including vulnerable children and families, face mounting challenges in accessing essential food supplies. With food distribution networks disrupted and food production severely hampered by the hostilities, the program called for humanitarian corridors on Tuesday as it launched an emergency operation for Gaza and the West Bank. WFP urgently requires access and funding to reach those in need. A total of $17.3 million is needed in the next four weeks to address the situation. On Monday, WFP distributed ready-to-eat food to 73,000 people. Distributions are ongoing daily for displaced people in shelters in Gaza. In the next few days, pending the replenishment of food stocks through the opening of humanitarian corridors, WFP will distribute food to 300,000 people in host communities and make available cash-based platforms to humanitarian partners. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. Yeah.